When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast episode. Yeah, it's 81 again, because we've done 81 last week. We tried to do 81 last week, but we we stopped halfway through it because it lagged. Um, I'm probably lagging right now. Uh, I'm very sorry (laughs) if I am. But look, as long as you can all hear me, I don't really care. Um, Joining me this evening, um, with no further ado, Harry, how are you, sir? Good, mate. Thank you. Very good. Uh, loving this weather. I can wear shorts. It might not be sunny every day, but yeah, loving walking around in a t-shirt. I'm happy at the moment. Good. Did you get your legs out? Of course, man. Of course. I'll show you later. No, all right. Okay. <laughs> off it. Off it. Off it. <laughs> a man who needs no introduction. He's been with us plenty of times before. Turkish, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me on again. Not at all, mate. Happy to have you on. The last time we tried to get you on, we had a bit of a nightmare, didn't we? But we got you on this time, yeah, so um, it. it's all good. And of course, my main man, my 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 second hand man. Look at him. Look. I'm surprised he ain't dressed up in full cricket. Gear, I don't but... like cricket. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you saw. My, I don't know if you saw my tweet yesterday, but I I put a tweet out saying that I was going to experiment. I was going to watch the cricket. I was going to spend the day watching the cricket. Yeah, I saw that. And all I can say is, what a waste of a day. Why don't we... Yeah, we was watching some other game. Lee, answer me this question, right? Why don't they just do what they've done at the end of every, every game? Six balls, two batsmen, let's go. Well, it wouldn't last, it wouldn't last very long. Wouldn't Imagine you play exactly, exactly my point. I'll tell you what, from start to finish, that was fantastic. Fantastic cricket from the world go. It was just a great day. And then you had the the the, the brilliance of Roger Federer on the other side that I thought was gonna I was flicking all the time. I thought I, I was gonna watch 
I was watching a miracle there with when I thought Federer was going to win that. 37 years of age to turn that around was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and then unbelievably lost it. Don't agree and then, with him. And then to watch the cricket and, and all the things that happened in that, my God, New Zealand, like Mars, will have gone home. You know, to lose a World Cup like that, you know, was unbelievable. It's how you want Spurs to lose cup finals like that, you know what I mean? So, uh, um, George, did you see that thing today where they were saying that actually they should have been given four, uh, five runs? Five, five runs, yeah, because they didn't cross, you know? Yeah. So, all the controversy of it all, you know, uh, yeah, so uh, unbelievable. And, and to win it unbelievably on a on who got the most boundaries, which was a little bit unfair because obviously. Uh, New Zealand went first so they, you know England knew how many boundaries to get but even though that didn't really come into play but I think realistically you know what I mean they should have had another over you know another three batsmen in another, two, right, another, yeah. two, okay. another bowler and, and go for it again it was it was that yeah. good and uh, you know you lost me now you lost me yeah, yeah same mate. Uh, he does this perfect. sorry mate he does this we'll talk oh, about it later Dad. we'll talk about it later yeah. Yeah. we'll talk about we'll it later, talk about it later. The connoisseur of sports, we are, Harry, <laughs> you know what I mean? The rogues upstairs in, I don't know what they're on about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As always, um, just before we get going, our partners, um, at Fansbet. If you like a bet of the weekend, please go and check out Fansbet up on the screen now. You can follow them on Facebook, you can follow them on Twitter, and you can follow them on Instagram. Sign up for an account with them if you like to do a little accumulator at the weekend and uh, choose the same old Arsenal podcast as uh, your partner when you're signing up. All sign-ups and all bets help us fund the podcast. So uh, thank you very much indeed. You don't have to do it, but if you do, just think of us. Thank you very much indeed. Now, um, let's get on to matters at hand, shall we? Uh, since we've met last time, well, since me and Lee have met last time anyway, uh, our captain has gone AWOL. Well, not gone AWOL, but refused to uh, refused to travel. And um, sorry, now I'm just going to stop in. Now. Very rude of me. Good evening to you all in the chat box. My complete apologies. Um, I'm still getting used to this new bit of software, so my apologies. Um, nearly 100 of you watching already. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, yeah. Hope you're all well. Thank you for Nigel for uh, moderating the chat for us. So since we met last, Lee, we'll start with you, mate. Since we met last, we've had uh, our club captain um, as we refused to go um, on tour to America. What do you feel about that? Well, first and foremost, you, you know what I mean? He's wrong um, to be doing that. You know, uh, he gets paid a hell of a lot of money to uh, and to be, you know, to, to, to represent Arsenal and play for Arsenal. And, uh, you know, if they're saying that he's got to go to America, then he should have gone there. But, my other take on the other side of it is that, you know, this is a player that's been here for nine years, give us nine years fantastic service. Why on earth would he want to ruin his reputation and, you know, his club status by doing that? Um, something must have been, is going on. People can say that, you know, it's wrong and it's whatever, like, you know, if, if promises were made. Don't get me wrong, you should never go on strike and do something like that is done. But, it, it, in a way, it, it, it says where we are at the moment at the club, you know, that we we as a club are desperate to keep a 33-year-old player that's on his last legs at the club. When realistically, you know what I mean, we should be looking at fresh players. Do you know what I was, I talked to someone today, funny enough about it, and when that, when players have got 30, they, you know, Arsenal were desperate to get them out of the, out the door as quickly, you mm -hmm. know, and now all of a sudden we're desperate to keep them. 
You know, it says a lot about the club. It says where we are, what state of play we're in at the moment. Um, I do believe that probably they was looking to sign this French kid and then like loan him back. I think then, obviously, they didn't think that may be happening. And the deal, obviously, was that they had to loan him back. So they thought, right, well, we'll keep Koscielny for another year. And he's he's probably been promised something that's not been there. And um, he's decided that to, to throw his toys out, you know, instead of doing it, doing it proper, properly. But, you know, a lot of things wrong at the Arsenal at the moment, Craig. And, you know... Listen, they put an advert on the on the Adidas thing, like you know, I mean, play for the Bears. We were talking about it last week, Turkish, weren't we? You know, yeah. it's it's embarrassing. I've got Spurs fans texting me and taking the Mickey about it. Um, you know, the, the club is in an absolute state at the moment. You know, I, I, I see a picture today of all the all the um, uh, transfer team all laughing and joking with Josh Cronker. You know, I mean, it makes me sick. You know what I mean? Laughing? What yeah. are they laughing about? Yeah. What are they laughing about? How much? How much free wine they got yesterday, or whatever? Like, because at the end of the day, you know, nothing's going to get. Done. People would mock me when they said, um, "I got turned around and said nothing would get done in these next two weeks," and I don't think that they will. And do you know what? Now I'm getting to the stage, Craig, where I don't think nothing's going to happen in, at all. Mm. I, I, I think you're right. I, I don't think there is going to be anything happening. Um, I really don't think, you know, and I think you're going to come out and say, oh, we tried for this one, we tried for that one, we've done this and we tried that. And at the end of the day, sorry, sorry, we've got nothing. Yeah. And, you know, and if that is the case, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Koscielny, you, you know, ain't going to be the only one down in Souls because I, I, I imagine it'd be a few thousand Arsenal fans as well. I've got to agree with you, mate. I don't think anything's going to get done. And, and, You've only got to look at the two the two latest transfer stories that we've been linked with. I mean, the other you know, a couple of days ago, someone said that we'd we'd made an eighty million pound bid for Pepe. <laughs> now, mm. how can we be bidding eighty million pound for Pepe? If we're we end up with Pepe to... Pig. That's what we're in. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> if we how are we bidding eighty million for a player for him if we can't get a twenty five million pound deal across the line? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nice shirt, by the way, Craig. Nice shirt, by the way. Just thought I mentioned that. Nice shirt. <laughs> Thank you very much. I don't think <laughs> so. We'll, 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 we'll come to that. Um, we'll come to that a bit later on. But Turkish, what, what's your thoughts on um, Lauren Kishone not coming to America? I can only really echo what Lee was just saying. Um, uh, the, the way I look at it is over the years, as obviously as a, as a massive, massive Arsenal fan supporter, as someone who's grown up with the club, as someone that feels at home with the club when certain situations arise you tend to stick by the club the club name the club badge and that was all good and well for me up until a certain point up until a certain point when i'm looking at it, like hold on all these players that have been leaving all these players that have 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 left us at times when we've needed them and we've got down the players next about it saying they want more money and they're just mercenaries and whatnot a lot of them have been justified in their moves not only by making more money by by um winning more trophies now this doesn't relate straight to Laurent Koscielny who's at the back end of his career he actually wants to go and earn less money he he won't earn anywhere near 90k at the clubs he he wants to push a move to so that just shows to me that it's not it's definitely not about money with Koscielny and he's ruined essentially his nine-year legacy at the club a lot of fans loved him a lot of fans stood by him um, I've always thought he wasn't the leader or, or, that we, we wanted at the back, but I've always also thought that he wasn't paired with someone that would 
would lead the team and bring out the best of his qualities. So with Laurent Koscielny, I had to take a step back now. And I, I was talking with Lee last week and when Van Persie left the club, again, it's not exactly similar situations, but when Van Persie left the club, Van Persie wrote an open letter to us fans. And in that letter, he stated that it's, he sat down with Gazidis and Wenger and it wasn't about wages, it wasn't about personal finances, it was about the vision for Arsenal Football Club moving forward at what was a crucial time in Van Persie's career. Like, looking back now, I was very emotional about it. I burnt my Van Persie shirt. Um, to this day, I don't like the man, especially what he said after signing for United with the little boy inside me and whatnot. But if we just take that letter to the fans and just look at that letter today, everyone just open it up after this podcast and read what he said. Nothing has changed. And he was trying to highlight to us the, the problems at Arsenal Football Club that really and truly us fans... The majority of us fans are seeing today. If only we could have taken a step back then and understood maybe why someone that obviously grew up supporting Arsenal because you saw in his room the posters, you saw he was wearing the Arsenal shirt, why he'd make such a decision to also ruin his legacy at the club to go sign for a rival and in the end win a title. When I look at that letter now, it's just... I wish that we, we took more notice of that of the words in that letter and... Because he, he only talked about the direction of Arsenal Football Club. And it relates to this, this day. Like I said with Chris Hudson's interview on AFTV, one of the first yeah. interviews, it relates to this day. Nothing has changed from those times. And with Laurent Koscielny, you've got to take a step back and understand why he's done it. Um, I think it's, it's very easy to say, and I think it's right to say that he is wrong for doing it. But in two months, if we come to realise that he told the Arsenal hierarchy that he wants to leave towards the back end of the season, if they promised him that they would let him go, but only to switch it up because Saliba wants to be loaned back or the club. Then that's wrong. Essentially, he's given his best years to the club. We need to move on from the dead wood at the club. And he is part of that. I know he's not on the level of a Mustafi or, let's say, in my opinion, a Xhaka and Ozu in terms of moving them out of the club. But a 90k centre-back at 33 turning 34, who's not going to play two games a week, who... Like I said, his best years are behind him and who is, hasn't really been the captain of the squad that we've needed. We had five captains last year and the captaincy is a bit of a mess, but it's, it's all been reported as our captain's gone AWOL. Arsenal Football Club don't have a captain. We haven't had a captain, in my opinion, since probably Mikel Arteta, um, if, if people want to call him a captain. But yeah, I'm, I've just taken a step back from the situation, um, Craig. I just It's very unlike Laurent Koscielny, so... I'm just going to wait and see what he comes out with. Because all I've wanted from Wenger since he's left is him to come out with the truth. All I've wanted from anyone that's left the club is to speak a bit of truth. And Van Persie did do that. Um, Dick Law the other day did do that. I'm hoping Sven Mislintat does that. I'm hoping Laurent Koscielny does that. Because as much as people will laugh at our problems and as much as this adds to the banter era or whatever people want to call it, the holes need to be exposed before we can plug all of them. And Wenger did a good, good job of hiding all of the holes. Because as you can see over the past year, they've all been unraveling in front of our eyes. So, Very interesting, mate, hearing you say that. Um, I've always said that Robin Van Persie, you know, I was the same as you when Robin Van Persie left. I was gutted. Um, <laughs> I'm with you, mate. It's when you keep looking and keep reading what he's said, there was yeah. hidden messages in there for us all. Um, but instead, we chose to. <laughs> yeah, know, the emotional. We were all upset. There. Yeah, 
Yeah, of course. We all got emotional about him leaving the reserve. But we must learn off those times. We must learn. Otherwise, we're at risk of doing it all over again every other year. We must learn and realise that ownership-wise, yes, he's become the majority owner. But a lot of these things happened under under his stewardship. Because whether he was 30%, 60% or 100%, he's always been allowed on the board. He's always been allowed to make decisions. And essentially, I think Hillwood has always known that it was going to go to him. So the, the, the seeds was planted early. So I blame him for a lot more than just the past year in full ownership. We, we cannot give him a clean slate for full ownership. That's just another excuse. Absolutely, mate. Harry, what, what's been your take of the past week? <laughs> um, on the Kashoni situation, I, I echo what the guys have said pretty much that, um, you know, it's very out of character for someone like Lauren Kashoni to do what he's done. I want to start off by saying that I think it's out of order what he's done. The fact that he's not gone on the tour is out of order. Whatever way you look at it, there's no defending that action. As the club captain, you need to go and you need to, you know, try and deal with whatever differences you have between yourself and the club, uh, you know, behind closed doors. But saying that, Koscielny has kept his mouth shut. It's the club that came out and said what they said. When you think about it, if the club had turned around and said to us that Lauren Koscielny was struggling for fitness, and that's why he didn't go. We'd have all believed it because mm-hmm. he's had so many injury problems that, you know, I feel like they could have kept this quiet and could have dealt with this in the background. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed in that sense because I've read people saying, oh, you know, but the club told us the truth. The club are being ruthless. They haven't told us the truth because the sentence, uh, the statement they put out sorry, was two sentences long. And I'm sure there's a lot more to it than just that. You know, all they've said is he's, he's not travelled and we're very disappointed in his actions, which doesn't tell us anything. I, I agree with the guys when they say that there's probably more to this. I ab- in fact, I absolutely am confident that there is more to this absolutely. because he hasn't just woken up one day, had a personality transplant, come into work yes. and decided to say, actually, I don't want to play for this football club anymore. And you've got to terminate my contract. Not even sell me, but you've got to terminate my contract. That's what the reports are saying. And it feels like he was promised something. Um, he was promised to leave. He, you know, David Ornstein, I think it was, was talking about how Koscielny was, A, unhappy with the direction of the club, which we all are. And he said about um, he was unhappy with the way his fitness was managed towards the end of last season. And we could all see him struggling. We could see him, you know, go make a slide tackle and for five minutes he'd be limping around the pitch after. We know he's got problems. Um, and if he has been told that he can leave and, you know, they've gone back on their word because they're incompetent in the transfer market, then that is bang out of order. And so, you know, going back to my original point, whilst I completely disagree with Koscielny's actions and what he's done, given the previous history that Turkish was talking about and everything we know about the past, it's very, very hard, isn't it, to look at Koscielny and say, you're solely to blame for this. So it remains to be seen what's happened. I'm sure we're going to find out in the future. But for now, I'm very reluctant to sort of lean either way because I just, on the one hand, I'm, I'm annoyed with Koscielny for refusing to go and essentially embarrassing the club. But on the other hand, you know, I'm annoyed with the club of how they've been operating for years now. So to say that they're probably innocent in this is a little bit far-fetched, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know boys. I, you know, listening to you all there, I, I'm with you, mate. There's got to be something more than just, you know, he wakes up one morning and decides, oh, you know what, I ain't going. Um, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be a lot more to it. Um, could it be that... Arsenal said to him, if a bid comes in, you can leave. Um, a bid has come in and they've turned it down um, and he's got the ump. You know, reports say that he wants to go back to France. He, I think I think he's from, is he from around Bordeaux, around that way? Um, 
he was looking to get a move back to Bordeaux, I think. Um, and apparently Bordeaux have made a decision. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm just saying what I've, what I've heard. That Bordeaux made an offer, and Arsenal turned it down, and he got the ump. Um, yeah. And if and if Arsenal have if Arsenal have told him that he's in, um, if they have told him that an offer, even an, when an offer comes in, and they haven't let him go, then you know, can we blame the bloke for not going, uh, Lee? Well, listen, you, you, you're under contract. Whatever happens, you know, you, this is this is the the problem. Once you're under contract, you know, my, my argument to it is, you know, like we were saying this the other day, if you if you had a raffle and, and every Arsenal fan could go on that tour, you know what I mean? And uh, people will be dying to go on that tour. And he's just sort of like bombed, you know, not not gone on it. And once you're under contract, whether you agree with it or not, you. Um, you sign that contract and you have to fulfill that contract, you know, and obviously like you can, you know, down tools in other ways, if you want to say you're not going to try or whatever, you know, behind closed doors, who knows what goes on, but to, to come out and say, you're not going to do your job, you know, is, is, is a big, big thing for it to happen. And, you know, I, I look at it there. I also got to say from the other point of view is why have Arsenal come out and said about it? Why? You know, yeah. is it really is it really ruthless on a 33-year-old player that's towards the end of his career? Seems to me like they've thrown the, you know, thrown him under the bus, you know, because the lack of transfers. You know, at Borenwood the other week there was there was singing about, uh, you know, Stan Kroenke. All of a sudden, what what can we do to deflect that? Well, that's going to be very hard. I'll tell you what, we'll throw Lauren Koscielny, a 33-year-old you know, on his last leg central defender under the bus. And all of a sudden, it's all about Koscielny and not, not the incompetence of the board and, and everything else about getting players and signed and everything like that, you know. And and it, and, and it is, you know. I look at, you know, the, the, the boy from Celtic, you know, £25 million. You, you know, if you really want that player, go and get him. You know, I mean, all this thing about, you know, 25 billion, offer the money up front or give them what, you know, go to Celtic and say, what do you want? Realistically, what do you want? Right, you want 25 billion. What do you want up front? If it's 18 million up front, then there's the 18 million, not 16 or 15, and then we'll give you this on this on that. So, right, there's, we'll give you 18 million now and the rest next season or the season after you can have it. You know, this, it, it, I keep going on about this. If you go into the shop, and the shirt's fifty quid. If you go up to the to the counter and go, here, I'll tell you what, I'll give you I'll give you thirty quid for it now. I'll give you a tenner next week and a week after I'll give you another tenner. What are they going to say? They're going to tell you to get out of the shop. And this is the same things that what we're doing. You know what I mean? This is. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but this is Arsenal Football Club. We left Ivory to scrimp and save over a twenty-five million pound player. I, I watch. You know, we were told we could compete with Barcelona. Just just somehow have got a a deal for £125 million for Griezmann. You know what I mean? It's not exactly hard, hard. You know, it's £25 million player from Celtic. <laughs> you know, if you can't get deals like that done, what chance have we got? What chance have we got when we can't get deals like that done? I mean, no, for me, Kieran Tierney like, is, is a good player to sign for the future and stuff. And, you know, he's done well and he's got a good reputation and everything. And I know that, you know, we're not, completely convinced on Kolasinac as a left-back and Monreal as a left-back. But I do find it hard to believe that if our budget is that low, that we're going to go and spend 25 to £30 million pounds on a left-back when we've already got two. We've got a centre-back that doesn't want to play for us at the moment. We've only, we've only got one right-back at the club that's of any decent quality. And it just feels like there's other positions 
and and I feel like Arsenal are not a hundred percent invested on this Tierney deal, and that's why they're pissing around and trying to do it with you know installments and this and that. Exactly. Like, pull out of it, Harry. Pull out of it, and then we'll have nothing. But you know, but do you know what it is? I I agree with that. But what the club need to do is sort out this piss poor wage structure. Now, Kieran Tierney, a great young fullback with potential, has all the attributes you can see in fullbacks in the league now that are excelling, and it's someone that. It would be an improvement on that side of the pitch. Now, if anyone had any sense at Arsenal Football Club, as soon as the season ended, you put in an in, you put in that bid for Kieran Tierney. You, it doesn't take you six weeks. It doesn't take you four days before the kit launch to do it. And you actively seek to move on Kolasinac. Kolasinac is on 140 a week. If you can bring Kieran Tierney on 70k a week and you move Kolasinac for 25 mil as well, the same price potentially a bit less, potentially a bit more. I don't know his market value right now. And that way, you haven't spent any of your original transfer budget and you've lowered the wage bill. All in one, two moves. But instead, Arsenal are dilly-dallying over Kieran Tierney, probably because they don't know if they can move Kolasinac on. Because I it think... does look like Monreal signed a year contract to be our backup. So if Kolasinac is still here, then it doesn't make sense to sign Kieran Tierney. You're right, because of our transfer budget. But if it does make sense if they actively move Kolasinac on and save money on the wage bill. It, I, I just don't see what's going on at the moment. Yeah. Like, just, not only no incomings. <laughs> just, we've just got a good question here um, from Bill. And he says, uh, um, it should pop, on the, should pop up on the screen. There we go. Um, Bill says, in the Laura Woods interview, um, they said anyone with two years left on their contract uh, um, would be sold. It's disappeared. One second now. Let me get it back. Sorry about this, Bill. New gremlins and all that. There we go. Bill says, in the Laura Woods interview, they said left on their contract. Um, they will sign or will be sold. They either sign or they be sold. Mm -hmm. um, we have... Ozil, Henrik Mkhitaryan, Mustafa, two years left. What's happening with them? Good question. Harry? I think with that, it's, it's a, the thing is, when they sat down and gave that interview, it was just a lot of smoke screens for me. And it feels like you can put, a, you can have a theory like that. Like, you know, if they've got two years, they have to sign or be sold. But it's not that simple because if you can't sell them and you can't find replacements, then you can't just let people run their contracts down you can't just sell people for the sake of selling them without replacing them it's, it's so much more complex than that i just think and you know it what, what's the most alarming thing about it is that it's the 15th of july and raul sat there talking about how transfer targets have been identified or should be identified months before and that when the transfer window opens the deals should be already there and you should just be getting things over the line and it's the 15th of july and we still don't know what's going on. We're hearing about initial bids for players. We're hearing about, you know, interest that's rumbling on for weeks and weeks and weeks and nothing's happening. So, you know, people got a right to be pissed off and wound up about it. And, you know, I was one of those people and I said it to Turkish a few weeks ago that, you know, I'll give it a little bit longer and before I'm sort of up in arms. But my patience is wearing, th wearing thin and, you know, I'll happily admit that. How long can you sit there and be hopeful that the club is going to do something? And, you're, uh, Bill's absolutely right. There are players there that are going into the last two years of their contract, but we're not in a position to, to go up to those players and say, right, you're going to be sold if you don't sign. 
because what if mm. they you know if we do sell them and we can't bring people in and and it feels like people don't want to join Arsenal anymore and it's just, it's a real sad state. The, the only thing yeah, I would say about that is we don't know if negotiations have been taking place. We don't know what's going on there. They might be quiet. They've gone on and done those things. But the only one saving grace I, I can see at this moment in time, boys, and it's nothing to do with Arsenal, is that I look around at other teams and it's very, very quiet as well. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like that, that is the only, the only saving grace that I, that I can, can look at. You know what I mean? I, I don't see any... Um, any other, like you know, like other teams making big, big signings at this moment in time. So we just maybe everybody is a little bit slow because it, sometimes it's another one signing reacts to another one that reacts to another one. But with all those other teams, that when when people say that to me, and I, I try to be as like like um, we all are trying to be uh, positive and trying not to lose my st- uh, you know, but my patience is running thin. I look at other teams, and they don't they don't need as much work as what we do. You know, I look at it, uh, if you're a director of football like these guys are and they're making millions and millions of pounds, if they go into this season without a backup right back for Bellerin, you know what I mean? That's a sackable offence in my opinion because they've had a year to sort that out. They've had a year to sort that out. I do not want to see Maitland-Niles backing up or playing at right back when he's not right back. This is Arsenal Football Club. You've had a year to sort out a, another right back. They've still not done that. Now, that is a deal. Whoever that right back could be, it could be a young kid from somewhere, somewhere, whatever, that could have been sorted out months and months ago. But you know why? Because Bellerin got injured in February. You know what I mean? Like, so we've now, you know, so, that, that could be sorted. We need a yeah. backup for that. That, that, that. That's one thing that can be done. Now, we go on about the Kalasinac thing and saying, oh, we can't get rid of Kalasinac. All right, we can't get rid of him. So I'll tell you what we do. We're playing as our number for our first choice left back. You know, I mean, these players are not good enough for other teams because they don't want to get them. So why the hell are we playing them? You know what Make I mean? Like, work Mustafi, hard, yeah. Mustafi can't be sold. So I'll tell you what, he's going to run out against Newcastle the first game of the season, is he? Because no one else wants him, you know? And... The, the, the thing is, what you know, what Bill said there about those uh, negotiations, let's be honest about this. If you're Lacazette or you're Aubameyang at the moment, are you going to sign? Are you sensible enough to think, oh, because they're Arsenal players and be loyal at the moment? I'll be looking at him. The first question would not be how much more money that I'm going to get. The first question I'll be asking is, who are you signing that's going to make me play in a Champions League? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what they're going to turn around and say to you is, oh, well, we've tried to sign some left-back from, from Celtic. We've tried to sign some player from Stenetian, but we haven't got them. But here, sign this. You know what I mean, you're going to stick it up your arse. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that's, that's the fact. You know what I mean? Like, and you can say about loyalty and whatever, it comes to there. I still say this now, as we're sitting here now, Aubameyang or Lacazette, one of them will go by the end of this season, by the end of this transfer. And I'm still going to say it, that one of them will go. Because you know why? We can't get them in, the both of them in the team without disrupting other areas and the other areas we're weak at. You know what I mean? And I still believe that if a good offer comes in for one of them, they'll be gone. And we might go and get this guy from Brazil that they're talking about, Everton, who should be playing for one team in the Premier League and it ain't <laughs> Arsenal, you know what I mean? But there's a story. But like, you know, these things might 
I can see things happening, you know what I mean? And I do believe we will sell one of our big big assets. Uh, and unfortunately, one of our big assets is Shaka, we can't get rid of. Another big asset is uh, Ozil, we can't get rid of. Another big asset is Kolasinac, we can't get rid of. Mustafi, we can't get rid of. One of the two we can get rid of. Uh, uh, is another one we can't get rid of. One of the two that we can get rid of is Lacazette Bamiang. One of them two. I think we can. I think we can get rid of them, but we need to accept that we're not going to get what we think they're worth. So if you're happy to get rid of them, if you're happy to get to take twenty million for Xhaka, you could shift him abroad. I'm confident. Yeah, yeah. But but the problem we've got is because we've overpaid for them, our valuation of what they're worth now is is inflated. And when you look at the way the club's being run, and we're talking about money all the time, and that money's obviously an issue it's hard to see how the club would sanction a move of 20 million pounds <laughs> for someone like Xhaka but you know that's what for example an Inter Milan or an AC Milan would see his value as and we're just miles apart from how everyone else values those players because we overpaid for it uh, yeah, we, we're worrying about money after all 13 years at the Emirates we're worrying about 20 million 2 million, yeah. two million. come on that's the heartbreaking thing. That's the annoying thing about being an Arsenal Absolutely. fan. Absolutely. Well, it is. Yeah. It's it why we moved to the Emirates, wasn't it? So we didn't exactly. have to worry about that. We're penny pinching over £2 million players, you know what I mean? And in saying that, we're, we're, we're not, we're not going to let Shaka go because we ain't going to get enough value for him. But we're prepared to let players like Aaron Ramsey go for nothing. Exactly. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? that. The, way, the, the way we've been run as a club, it, it, it goes completely Shocking against that, men, that, that mentality of maybe we don't want to sell because of the value because we've lost... In the past two years, we've lost out and probably transfer fees up to nearly two hundred million pounds in Sanchez, Ozil, Ramsey, Welbeck, and all of them players. There, you've probably lost that up to two hundred mil because we've mishandled contract, we've mishandled the, the the situations we've been in over the past two years. So for them now to maybe potentially use the excuse, and and I agree with Harry, we can let these players go, we can sell them. It's just I believe the club is not willing to take that loss or take that L in. In terms of fee, but in my opinion, let Xhaka go for 20 million, promote Bielik into the squad. At least Bielik is someone I will support 100% with all my heart this season because he's just someone who's young, who's not on a lot of money, who's out there to prove himself. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Xhaka's meant to be someone who came in three years ago and it was meant to be the steal in our midfield that we lacked for how many other years. Well, Torreira's come and done the same thing last summer and we're still in the same position we was four years ago. So at the end of the day, none of these players, and that goes down to Aubameyang and Lacazette for me as well, none of them actually care about the fans or care about the club enough for me to care about them enough. Now these youngsters need to be promoted now to give Arsenal fans, someone, some people, a group of players to cheer. Reese Nelson's comments over the summer um, in isolation have made me again, like understand what it is to be an Arsenal fan and what it is to have these players growing up in the side because he actually wants to prove himself at the club he's, he's supported his whole life at the club he loves. And I love that from him. Instead of maybe seeking a move away to Germany where he would excel and where he would get more game time, he's willing to stay in this utter mess we're in to try and get us out of it. And I'd happily promote as much youth as possible and save as much money as possible. If that is the issue right now, save as much of this wage money as possible, like Koscielny on 90k, like Mustafi on 190k, like Jack on 100k, and just let these youngsters play out the season because it hasn't been any better playing all these star names. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. With all those players, we're not going to get no more iron on six anyway. You know no, what I mean? So no. we ain't. 
we ain't. With, the, with that team, that with, with what we've got at the moment, the team that we've got out at the moment, six is the best we can get. So, you know what I mean? So, you're going to go into a season with uh, asking to pay all that money again. Like, we've, we've, the best chance we've got is getting six. You know what I mean? And people could turn around and say, oh, yeah, but we only was one point off of this and we were one point off of that. Chelsea maybe, maybe a shot. Manchester United will not be, not be where they are next season. And the other three teams... And, and that uh, you know will be well out, well out of reach. Well that's out. What, of reach. That's what I was exactly. saying. Though. That's what I've been saying. That last season was not a clear indication of where we are. Spurs at one stage were eleven points ahead of us. Their attentions turned to the Champions League. They exactly. Exactly. The top four. United at one stage were eleven points behind us, so they were done and dusted. Chelsea probably in the league had one of their most inconsistent seasons since Roman Abramovich took over. It was. All the circumstances were there for us to get in the top four, and we missed a huge opportunity. Yeah, 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 yeah. That we're okay because we were only one point outside the top four. They're going to have a shock next season. Well, of course, because if you look back a few years, it's exactly the same thing when we finished second. Everyone thought we're improving as a football club. No, yeah, look exactly. around. Everyone fucked the season up. So we, by default, managed to finish second in the last few games of the season. And you know, essentially, the problem here. We could do anything in the last three weeks. We could sell Aubameyang for 80 million and go and spend 160 million. I do not give a shit anymore because there is a lack of planning. There is a lack of organisation. We knew what we need towards the back end of last season. We should have secured some deals early on. If we want to wait till the kit launch to unveil them, whatever, we should have done things early on. I'm tired of this club being reactive. We need to be a lot more proactive. Chelsea... People say, oh, they're in and around us. Yes, they are. They've lost their best player. But in the last six years, they've won two Europa Leagues and two league titles. They're not around us right now. Let's really be honest. Yeah, they're not. Do you know what I mean? Man United, another team where they, every season, they actually try at least. Yes, they've effed things up completely since Alex Ferguson. But their situation is completely different in a sense of they don't know what to try next because they've tried so many things. Arsenal haven't tried anything anything for the last 12 years and with ffp another thing i want to say is a lot of fans are stuck on the fact that we can only spend what you make and yes that is true to an extent now if Cronkate invests 100 million to this squad yes we're going to have to earn that back in the next three year period to um reach ffp regulations but if you take that risk you will potentially get that reward and like we said with chelsea losing their best player with united potentially losing their best player in pogba or an unhappy camp again this is the summer to have taken that risk. This is the summer to have invested maybe an extra 70 mil out of his own pocket regarding Kronke and then get into Champions League and make that money back. And then you don't have a worry about FFP because you've made that money back. You've balanced the books. You've broken even in that sense. But our fans think that, oh, we cannot spend it because we haven't made it. Yes, in a sense, you're right. But we can spend it if we want to make more money. That's what we yeah. need to think about. The other thing about. is, Turkish, spend it. It's like the bleeding... Uh, take the uh, transfer ban because that, Arsenal would love that anyway, and and and, and get banned from Europa League because I don't fucking want to see that. For so, many so, more so, so, be it. so well, be if, it. if you think about it, AC Milan have been having issues with FFP for four or five seasons, and only now, you know, people are under this illusion that AC Milan are being kicked out of the Europa League. That's not what's happened. If you read the actual statement, UEFA and Milan have come to an agreement that they will withdraw from European competition until they find a solution to their FFP issues. So it's not the be all and end all. Like Turkish said, if we're not in the Europa League, who cares if it makes us competitive in other areas? 
Because if yeah. you look at the if you look at the income this season, off the top of my head, I think Liverpool and Tottenham made about a hundred mil off the Champions League. We made thirty-two mil getting to the Europa League final. Thirty-two mil to be travelling up and down Europe every Thursday, risking our league position, risking other things that should take priority. Now nah, we can get banned from that competition. I don't I don't really give a toss about it. So what? When you say it like that, it makes it <laughs> thirty-two million. 32 yeah. million is not really, it's a drop in the ocean in terms of big business after football club is. So for me to hear that 32 million is what you get to reach the final and win it, it might be 45 million. That's, that, that is not good enough for where we need to get to. We need to prioritise the league positions because getting into Champions League gets you more money than 32 million anyway. It's, it's, a, it's a Mustafi. It's a Mustafi. you like the Europa League, guys, is the only way of getting Champions League football. It's the only way we will get Champions League football. Yeah, that that's, really. the trouble. that's the trouble. It's kind of upsetting hearing us all talking about money. If we get to this final, we only get this much. If we get to that final, we only get this much. Surely it's about winning the trophies as well. But I understand what you're saying, Turkish. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. But, you know, mm. isn't it sad that we're all sitting here bickering about how much money we're going to make out of, out of being in the competition? Well, that's what they've done to us, Craig, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, that's it is, yeah. That's what they've done to us. It's, they've made it more... They've, they've brainwashed the fans with the top four thing over the years. It was so important to get into that, that, that it was more important than a trophy. And let's be honest, it, 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 it meant more to the club to get to top four than an FA Cup. Because we throw away the FA Cup on so many occasions, yeah. I remember going for going for 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 a, a semi final against Man United and playing half half team. You know what I mean? So then all of a sudden you can't turn around three or four, five, six, seven years later and go, "Oh, it's important now to us." You know what I mean? You set your stall out very very early, um, and it, but but to, to to us lot in here. You know, it's all still about winning trophies. You know what I mean? I wanted to win the Europa League last season, not for Champions League. I wanted, a, you know, I wanted a European trophy. I wanted to see us win something. Yeah. We're, we're, if I'll be honest, I, I can't see us. Um, you know, we're not going to challenge for the title. We're not going to be. We're not going to um, uh, be involved in in any of the domestic cups for a few years because other teams are going to take that more serious than us. And it is just the Europa League. But every time we come up in the Europa League. We come up against uh, an Atletico Madrid, better team beat us. We come up against Chelsea, better team beat us. And it'll be Manchester United that will go through on that, will we'll be the team to beat in that next season, not us. And that's the problem, you know what I mean? Like, I can, with, with, the, with the team that we've got out at the moment, you know, I mean, we're not going to win the Europa League, boys. We're not going to get, we're going to no. get to the semi final, court finals. But we're not good enough and simply not good enough. And but are we. Uh, are we uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm only doing this obviously as the host, but are we are we writing off the team before we've even started kicking a ball? Uh, you know, are we writing uh, off enough? Too early, en enough, is, enough is enough. Like I, I understand that mentality, and I, and there's been so many seasons. I've started the season with hope off my own back. I've started the season with hope, thinking to myself, yeah. you know what? This is uh, it's just about us. before we make our feelings known and in that regards enough is enough I'm literally willing to start anything on Newcastle away and keep it moving until something something more changes because like I said I don't believe the last three weeks is going to really um, change my opinion on Stan Kroenke or the people in front of him right now
What about you, Harry? Are we are we writing them off before we've even started kicking well, the football? I mean, we've got some good young players coming through. Um, you know, people talk. You know, I, I'm really delighted to see. I, I'm actually happy to see this Martinelli lad go straight into the first team. I don't care where he's come from. I don't know how much. I don't care how much he's cost. Um, he looks. You know, someone's had a look at him. And if they think that he's good enough for us, bring him in. Let's see what he can do. We've seen young uh, young Saka been promoted to the first team. Reese Nelson's been promoted to the first team. You know, are we are we rubbishing these boys? Before, you know, before that, before you know, saying, "Oh, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do that." No, I think we're right to have concerns. Should we be? Given- I think we're right to have those concerns because. Put it this way, if you think about the players that you just mentioned, the young players that, you know, are coming through, yes, they've looked promising in glimpses here and there. But, you know, Reese Nelson's spell in Germany wasn't all it was cracked up to be. There was a lot of inconsistencies. Um, a lot of people that I've spoken to, uh, Kevin Hatchard, who's a Bundesliga commentator, was uh, spoke to me on a podcast a little while ago, and he spoke about the fact that if you watch the highlights of Reese Nelson's, particularly the first half of the season, it was great. After that, it sort of faded. He lost his way. And I'm not saying that these players don't have potential, but one thing that you guys will know, I, I always say, is the hardest thing to get out of a young player is consistency. And can you rely on those players over the course of a season? I don't think so. Put that together with the fact that I've got serious doubts about this manager, as you guys will know. Um, you know, I felt that he had the golden opportunity to achieve Champions League football, and that would have stood us in good stead not great, great stead, but a better stead than we're in now. We would have had more to spend and he could start to then put his stamp on things. The problem I've always had with Unai Emery is that, do I think he's a bad manager? No. But do I think he's good enough to turn around this shit show? And the answer is probably no. So that that's kind of where I struggle with it. And I don't think, that, I think this season it's different because the transfer window is going to be closed before the start of the season. So there's no, you know, the first few games, you, you're not going to get those people saying, Oh, you know, hold on to the end of the window. That's going to be gone. By the start of the season, we're going to know exactly who our squad is up until January at least. And, and I suspect that there won't be any significant business and people will be up in arms about it. And they'll have every right to be. What about you, Lee? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously going to back the kids. I look forward to seeing those kids. But well, one difference about every single one of them, they're all attacking players. There's not yeah. one defender there. You know what I mean? And the defence is where we are weak. It let us down last season. We had 76 percent um, of um, of play last last season, like you know what I mean, like um, attacking wise, and I think it was thirty four percent, something like that, of defending. And we conceded fifty one goals, boys, and we've not improved that one bit. It doesn't matter what you look at it, where you, you do it. We are not going to improve if we don't in, invest in in the, in the defending side of things, and that is a defensive midfielder as well. You know, the, the chances are we might get Zaha, we don't know, but we're still going to concede goals. And, and it's not, you know, that is not going to be Reese Nelson's fault or it's going to be uh, Saka's fault or whoever. You know, um, I, I, I do like um, Smith Rowe in there. I think that he's another one that's going to come through. I like to see that, you know, make the Niles playing in midfield. Let him take over from Aaron Ramsey. Let's see what he can do. I was very impressed when he played his one and only game that I can remember him playing in midfield was at Man United. You know what I mean? But you're asking kids, what, are you going to ask Reese Nielsen to play right back this season? No, oh, we haven't got one. We're, we're sticking him in at right back or Sacco. Is that what they're going to do? You know, I know Harry's got his reservations about the, the manager and, and I get that and, and I'm, I'm with him on that. That's another one that you can look at. 
I would have to say, I will have to say about this. You know, somebody said to me the other day, well, well, well what, what, you know, um, Allegri's not going to come to Arsenal because of the finances and all that, because he's an elite manager, you know what I mean? So what does that tell us about uh, Unai Emery then? What is he then? What is, what is that saying about him then? Is, is a, a manager that's prepared to come here and, and go for, do all this? If you're an elite manager or a, a half-decent manager, you're not going to put up with all this, Craig. You're not no. going to put up with it. So why is he? You know, and if, if at the end of the end of the, this transfer window and we've not signed sufficient amount of players, he's a dead man walking. Dead man uh, walking. I do agree with that, but at the same time, we can't use that against him. We can't use the fact that he was willing to um, give it a go against him. All I can say for you, Naomi, is over the past year in January, he came out and told us fans we have no money. That was refreshing because the previous manager used to hide that and tell us we have got money. And by this point in the summer transfer window, again, Arsene Wenger used to come out and tell us we have money. We would just be investing in world-class talent or talent that will improve the squad. So it would take all the blame upon himself. Now, all this Cronkay um, pressure, all this Cronkay build-up that's happened over the summer and happened in January because of the wages released, because of the zero investment, because of Unai Emery pretty much being quiet all summer. I think, essentially, he's doing a lot by not saying nothing. And we will be able to further judge him this season. And, and he is a dead man walking because the fans are going to have one agenda next season. I don't like using the word agenda because people online have twisted it. But it is the agenda of bringing back Arsenal Football Club to what we, what we are used to, what we know we are. Um, so I just think that Unai Emery, we can't use it against him that he took on the challenge. But at the same time, all I can all I can ask from him is to continue exposing the truth by not saying much at all. And when his when his contract ends, which is ined- inevitably going to do, because I I also believe he is not the next manager to take us to the next level. Contrary to what I know, I argue his case, but I'm not a massive massive fan of his. I didn't know much about him beforehand. I've done my obviously research about him prior to signing for Arsenal. My thing is whether it was Arteta that come in, whether it was Thierry Henry, whether it was Unai Emery or whether it was Diego Simeone. None of these managers would have been able to do fuck all at Arsenal with the budget, with the way things are. Oh, I agree. Of ages. I agree so, so he is a dead man walking, but at least he has silently exposed some of the um, internal behaviours at Arsenal Football Club. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not personal to Unai Emery and then, and I don't think, you know, at least spot on, you know, he took, for me, it's just like, it's not a personal attack on him. It's not that I don't like him. It's not that I don't want him to succeed. I just feel like he is not in that elite, elite bracket. And that is why he's taken a job. And that is why Arsenal have gone down that route. The problem is ultimately from the club because they've actively gone out and got someone who's going to put up with their shit. They've appointed another manager who's going to be a yes man maybe not in the same way that Wenger was in the sense that he's going to sit and protect the board but Unai Emery probably feels that Arsenal Football Club is a massive job for him and so he's happy to be there rather than a manager coming in and and, you know ruffling feathers and being like well you've hired me because I'm one of the best so I want x y and z he's a manager that doesn't have that clout but that's the club being sly being sneaky making sure that they hire someone that fits within what they want to do. And it's not personal to Unai Emery or anything like that. It's just purely because the club have actively gone and hired someone who they feel 
is going to put up with their shit and he's going to carry on and do things the way they want to do it. Yeah, and I and I and I fully agree with that. It's just that sometimes we need we as fans and we as people that have a following online and whatnot, we have to understand that because I agree with some points you're saying about Una Emery, but it all does link back to Stan Kroenke. If you're not happy with Una Emery's appointment, it's down to Stan Kroenke because the people he's put in charge has appointed him. So anytime we do mention maybe other problems we do think going on because. I was a big advocate of Wenger, right? but if you go to my interviews on AFTV those times, I always used to say Wenger has to go first and in the next two, three years, Kronke will follow and then we'll finally see a light at the end of the tunnel. So it's, it's about highlighting, okay, these are issues right now, but the umbrella of the issues is Stan Kronke and linking it back to him. Otherwise, otherwise things gain support like Unai Emery out when really that's not exactly the thing you are after by saying it. Because I... Well, other people online have done the same thing. And, and me as well, so, sometimes it's about adding substance to, to the message as well. Because a lot of our words can be taken out of context straight away online. And, and you've started a movement without actually aiming to start that movement. Mm. Well, let's, let's, let's go to the next um, section that I wanted to talk about while I just cover up this shirt. Uh, um, you... Because <laughs> I know you don't like these shirts, okay? So I'll try and cover <laughs> You up. see my Puma one still on? Yeah, yeah like, wherever it is, there it is. <laughs> You went down to the Emirates Stadium on kit launch day, mate. Um, yeah. And you, you know, you, you you were very vocal on Twitter about you know asking people not to buy the new kit um, until Stan Kroenke put his money, in, put his hands in his pockets. Now we spoke in DMs, and I I explained to you why I bought this. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. I <laughs> go understand. easy on me. Go easy on me. Um, but I tell you what, the shit I've had to put up with over the weekend over buying it. But there you go. I understand. Um, People need, to, people need to understand with the Adidas thing as well. It's a five-year deal. Um, we can stop investing now, and I have, per se, apart from, obviously, my season ticket, which, again, uh, me and Harry have discussed online that giving away a season ticket is a lot easier said than done. But we're regarding merchandise now. Um, it's a five-year contract. The money is up front every year, so we will not be able to really have an impact until two years prior to the end of the contract. Now, when it reaches the third year of the contract, if then the situation is still the same, then I really and truly expect a lot more Arsenal fans to stop buying the merchandise because what the new brand will look at is the last two years of sales. Whether Adidas are renewing the contract or a new brand coming in. And if the last two years of sales have taken a massive drop, then the money offered to Arsenal won't be 60 million anymore or more. It'll be 40 million. So we'll be going in reverse. That, that to us fans is detrimental in the long run because we're all arguing about money right now and we need more money. But at the same time, our battle with the owner to get him out seems to be down to money and making less money. Yeah. So we're in a like a, a merry-go-round right now. But I just believe that, although I'm starting now regarding not 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 supporting the merchandise, I, I expect because I don't really expect things to change under his ownership. I expect it to grow, and I expect a lot more people to to essentially stop buying over the next three four years, which will then have a true impact on what what we can do as a collective unit. Mm, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I've explained to everyone my my feelings on it. I don't believe that not buying a shirt is going to hurt Stan Kroenke. Um, I, I, that's just my personal belief. The man's worth £7 billion. His missus is worth £8 billion. You know, she's under the bracket of KFC as well. 
just in my opinion, Harry, and I'll come to you on this one because then I'm not having a go at Turkish. I'm just giving my opinion. I totally, absolutely respect what Turkish has done. It's like not shopping in Asda, Craig. It's like, yeah. you know, that a lot, it's basically the same thing. You know what I mean? We can look at all these companies and say, don't do this with that, don't do this with that. But yeah. it's about time. Regarding that, it is about the right time, choosing the right time to do it. Because I, I do love the kits and it's, it, it is hard for me not to buy them, especially because I like collecting kits over time. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sure Lee is the same, but it's just... I can't do it right now. I felt like a mug before. I've had two tracksuits every year, four yeah. free shirts every year. So I think enough is enough now. It's just... No, I respect that, mate. I really do. Yeah. I do respect that. And you know, I'm not just saying it because you're standing in front of me now. I've already told you that. Yeah, you but, have. You have. You know, I just, in my own opinions, uh, Harry, what, what, what do you feel about the new kit? I absolutely love the new kit and it's a shame that we're even in a position where we're discussing about boycotting buying a kit of a club that we all love and me and Turkish were talking about this on Twitter like it's a really horrible situation to be in as fans because on the one hand we want to hit Kroenke in the pocket but we none of us want to give up our season tickets none of us want to stop buying the merchandise because we all love it it's such a shit position to be in as a fan that there's no really right or wrong way. You know, either way, you've got your reasons. Like, people will spend money to go to the games, and that's because they want to go. Like, I don't feel so strongly that I would throw away my season ticket now. You know, but it, it, you've got to find the balance. But equally, I'm not doing that. that I'm not protesting to that level at the, the moment. I think that the protest that's been started today or the petition that's gone out today, I think... What they've done really well is that they've, and that's not to say that nobody else has done anything good. I know Turkish, you've been doing some good things as well. But I think what they've done well is they've they've acted in the way that they're going after Kroenke's ownership in the sense of we want him to do it better rather than him out. Because I think that he, uh, in an ideal situation, you want to get him out. But I think that's maybe the way of getting him to the table or getting him to discuss or getting you know, the club to start some dialogue. I don't know. I just think that it was very well thought out and it was very well, well worded. And you've seen by the media coverage that it's got today, mm. 60,000 signatures. I was on TalkSport 2 earlier talking about it. I've been added into the, the group um, with some guys that are organising it and things. And, you know, it's very, um, it's very well planned. And I think when you're going to do something on a massive scale, we all need to just put everything else aside. Forget disagreements about buying kits. Forget it about tickets. Forget about buying food and drink in the stadium. Forget about what we think about Unai Emery. Everyone needs to do it uh, because at the end of the day, we all want the same things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and Turkish, I mean, you, you went down there with just, I mean, obviously the numbers you didn't hope for, but you, you made it into the national and local press as well, mate, didn't you? So, I mean... Yeah, a little, uh, little bit, a little bit. But yeah, yeah. like... Yeah, but little, you know, little, little, you know, an acorn, an oak tree comes from an acorn, mate. So yeah, yeah that's it. That's yeah. it. At the end of the day, regarding the regarding that protest, anyway, I know people said it was a little protest, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, forty people on a Monday morning in London to me is a very good turnout. Do you know what I mean? So um, I was I was proud of the people that came down. I was happy with the turnout. And like I said, it wasn't about me. It's never been about me. It's about the yeah, club. Yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, and I'm and I'm glad other people, other influencers, other blogs have taken taken charge now and have collectively come out as a unit i believe it should it should have been a lot more aggressive than this in my opinion because i believe the like harry said it is a well formulated letter it's a well put letter it's, it's i've actually done a video on my channel about it and i'm fully mm. supportive of it it's just that i'm at a stage now where i look at that letter and i see 
another two, three years of time give, being given to Kroenke. And I don't want to give him that time anymore. Literally, I gave him a year after Wenger's departure. Halfway through this window, I'll go down his neck again. If he comes out and gives us a plan, I might give him one more year up until three weeks into next year's transfer window, including this one and January. And if after he's talked to us, he hasn't improved anything, then again we go. But this letter does kind of seem to be giving him more time than I am willing to give him. And I believe a lot of fans are willing to give him. But again, we all support the same thing. Any pressure on Kronke, whether it's about investment, whether it's about atmosphere, whether it's about, it's about his wigs. I don't care. Any pressure on Kronke right now, anything that can push on and really build and really and make some noise and, and unify the fan base, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I don't care who starts it. I don't care who signed it. I don't give a shit. It's just for Arsenal Football Club. I think Absolutely. as well, I think as well, it's like these guys that, that what they, the letter they put together and stuff, it's very important to note that even they're saying, you know, this is the start of it. And, you know, they've been sort of giving interviews today and they've been saying, this is the first, we're putting the flag down. And if, you know, we don't get the, the dialogue, we don't get what we want, then we will start to take it a little bit further. So, I mean, the idea is great. The, the vision's good and everything. The fingers crossed everyone can just get behind it because we know that this fan base has been divided on really what yeah. issues I for think, you. I think, the, I think that for, for any protest or any for anyone to take notice, this fan base has got to unite as from today. Agreed. It's, exactly. it's got to be done. I don't care if you're Wenger in. I don't care if you were Wenger in. I don't Thank care you. if you're Emery in. I don't care if you're Emery out. I don't care if you're Ozil in. I don't care if you're Ozil out. And, if, and if, you, if you don't agree with it, just shut the fuck up online as well. I'll be honest. If you don't agree yeah. with it, I don't want to hear, wait. I don't want to hear, just shut up about it. If you don't agree with it, look past it. Because I'm tired of people questioning it. Because people questioning it alone brings it down. If you don't like it, I'm, like yeah, even you, Craig, I've seen you people people say wait and you have debated them online. And it just, I, I want to get involved sometimes, but I've just saw that culture over the last few years and it's got, waiting has got us this far. Waiting has got us to the stage we're at now. I'm tired of waiting. Yeah. Yeah, but people need to learn the skill of scrolling past something when they disagree with it. Exactly. No, it's not even that, Harry. It's not even that. It's a way to, for... It's like like the weekend when people came to me about buying a shirt, right? It's, it's for them to agree, for the minions to agree with the person um, who's just like you know there was five or six of them, yeah, all having a go at me about buying a shirt. But it was all cheap retweets and likes, and you know let's all have a go. Let's have a go at Turkish. He's on Arsenal fan TV. We'll get some likes and we'll yeah, get yeah. some retweets. Let's have a go at Harry because he doesn't like Unai Emery. You know <laughs> it'll get us retweets and likes. You know. That's what it is. It's not because it's it's not because they actually feel what they're saying to you. It's just because they want to get noticed. That's what I found anyway. Taking a lot. I mean, there's a certain account on Twitter. Anything, <laughs> anything, anything that happens at Arsenal Football Club. I mean, I thought I was I thought I was bad at moaning. But even if it's a good thing, it, it gets moaned about. It's absolutely amazing. Um, Lee, let's come to you, mate. Before we wrap up, because we've been going for an hour nearly. Um, let's keep on the subject of the Cronky thing. It's got to be big, mate. I, in my opinion, it's got, yeah. to, be, it's got to be an empty the Emirates situation. Yeah, well, it's just, that's what I, I think that it should come down to. I think that a couple of things is about the um, the shirts. I, I think that you're right about that. I choose not to buy a shirt 
at this moment in time because the club hasn't spent it for club spending our spenders. That's how I feel, you know what I mean? And whether that's right or wrong, it's going to make an impact or not. Of course it's not. But that makes me feel a bit better. The, the, the thing about season tickets, right, if you ask fans if they'd give, give away their season tickets this year, but then they could get them back when they want, there'll be a lot of fans giving away season tickets. The yes. reason that you can't give away your season tickets is because you can't get it back. It's going to be 10, 15 years. So if you say, hey, oh, we'll give away our season tickets tomorrow, yeah, Cronky leaves and a new man comes in as a great wave. You, you're, you're 10, 15, so you can't be done. But if they said to me, right, you've got to give up your season ticket this season and everybody was going to give up their season, but you could get them back when you want, right, there'd be a lot more people giving up their season tickets. So they've got you by the, the short and curlies on that way. Now I, I feel that there's 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 two two ways to, to do this, and uh, you know I've read the letter today, and it's it's great, it's a start, but it's not going to make no impact. You know what I mean? Like to me, the yeah. way you're going to make the impact is that if everybody agrees, and it's a big thing. Well, when we play, if if there's not sufficient funds to push for us to go to, to challenge for what the fans want, come that game against Burnley. I, I feel that every fan that goes into that ground should turn around light and say, right, I'm not going in today. Right, I'm not going to go in for the first half or whatever. And everybody goes in there and that means then you pick it the lines of, of the uh, peacefully as you possibly can. And you say to everyone that's thinking about going in, look, for the love of Arsenal Football Club, please stay out for this game. You know what I mean? Don't buy any merchandise on the day. When, so when, you don't forget it's on BT Sports. So when that game comes out, there's an empty stadium. That will impact more than anything else. It's one game, one game to impact. Yeah. You know what I mean, like uh, and that. Or you all go in and you all walk out at a certain stage. Now, if everybody comes up with a, a, a plan that everybody agrees to and will do, then I'm willing to do that. You know what I mean, like uh, and give up, give up my uh, game for that that game. Um, now, now that means that there's obviously a lot of people that. Um, that can't get into the ground, the one who are not going to the game. So I would urge them to make the effort to get to the ground that day and help along the line. So if you've not got a season ticket, you've not got a, a ticket to get into the game, you can be there to show you how many numbers are not prepared to walk through that door. And that, you know, that, that is the, the bottom line of it. You imagine that every case, you know, you go to the bars and the restaurants and the catering stuff and they're all sitting there with nothing to do and not one burger or not one beer sold on that day, it will send a message that we are not happy and we've had enough. And we've, we've had enough so much so that we're prepared to not go and watch our beloved Arsenal for one game. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a big, big message, Craig. It's, it's a, big a massive message, message man. But it's, it's a, a really big message. Then, listen, you're going to get the tourists going and the business people going. We know that. But they're not going to enjoy themselves, those tourists, when there's one or two thousand fans not in the ground. If so, if there's ten thousand in that ground, they're not going to get the atmosphere and the great experience of of, of Arsenal. Exactly. If all the fans are out, and then you say uh, to to Cronkane, if you carry on doing it, we'll do it again. But then come, you, then you go back in, and you do everything there, and then the January transfer window, if nothing's been rectified in that, then. You do it again for the first game in January. You do it again. And then then they come to the following season. You know, then you know that that, tra that transfer window, there's going to be more and more and more and more at, that, that's going to come. 
And also what it tells you, Craig, is that at the end of the day, it tells you that the fans are not happy. You know, and it it doesn't matter whatever you do, whether whether he does it or not, that is not good publicity for Arsenal Football Club on a live game to see all of the, the, the stadium empty. Also, they get, people will turn around and say, oh, it might affect the players. It might affect the players. No, it's not, because we're not going to win the league. If we don't sign any players, we're not winning the league. We're coming sixth, seventh or, or whatever. It will not affect. But what it will do is will it affect in the long term, hopefully in a positive way. We're going to have to wrap things up here, um, but I just want to ask you all one more question um, before we go. This question comes in from this same old Arsenal, um, Karen. Uh, she's in the chat. So good evening to you, Karen, and thanks for the question. Yeah, all right, Karen. All right, Karen. Harry, say hello to Karen, please. Show a bit of respect. Hi, Karen. Thanks very much. <laughs> she's the first lady, you know. Um, she wants to know, if Conky was standing in front of you now, what would you, 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 one question, Turkish, if Stan Kroenke was in front of you now, what would that question be? <laughs> I'll go first, can I go first? Yeah, let Lee go first, because I've got a lot running through my mind. Why have you done this to my beloved Arsenal? Why have you ruined my Arsenal? Yeah. Mine would be, what do you want? To get out? <laughs> What do you want? What have you bought us for? What, you know, what, why are you here? Mine would be you're worth seven billion pounds and you can't find a fucking decent wig. <laughs> <laughs> My, mine simply would be what People are you doing? Be proud. <laughs> exactly. Has anyone, anyone ever noticed that every time someone's mentioned the wig, this podcast, Lee's eyes are lit up? Yeah, I, mine would just be, what are you doing? And what are you doing in every sense, every way, shape or form? I, that would be the beginning of, a, of an onslaught of questions, I'll be honest with you. But what are you doing would be the would be the, the lead. The lead question. And, and I don't mean, what are you doing here? I mean, what are you actually doing, mate? That's what I mean. I would ask him, well, if I ever see that, the, the little fella, little Spanish bloke, what's his name? Who's, who's in, Raul. In the, well, Raul, I'd ask him what he's doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. it's your job. I, I could, you know what I mean? I could smack it. I could smack him, but you can't hit little people. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's another one. I don't, you know, I don't even ask Edu, what are you doing? You know what I mean? You're, to me, I love Edu. Great. Yeah, club. yeah. One of the best. But what are you doing? You're tarnishing your reputation by coming in with a shower. That's let's what hope I hope he has a motive. Let's have Yeah, let's, let's hope, hope, yeah, let's hope so. I'd be Lord. very disappointed if I end up thinking like Edu, like I did Steve Bold. They've ruined Steve Bold. Of course, of course, and exactly. I don't, I don't want them to be ruining Edu. Exactly. No, 100% agree with that. Right, we're going to have to knock it on the head there, boys. It's been absolutely fantastic. Nice one. Um, just, shy, just shy 400 live viewers. Brilliant. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for watching, everybody. Um, yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, thanks, everyone, in the chat box. Um, who, you are absolutely brilliant in the chat box. I'm actually... Um, What's that? How could I put it? Proud is the wrong word. No, actually, yes, I am proud of our community um, and how you're all you know, good to each other and you all debate well with each other. There's no swearing. There's no calling people names. It's great to see. Um, so carry that on. Thanks, Nigel, for moderating this evening. 
um, leaves me a few things to do is to thank Turkish. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. It's no problem. Pleasure, no problem. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Thank you, mate. Harry, thanks very much indeed. Thank you for having me again, man. And judges, thank you very much, mate. No worries. I, I really enjoyed that, boys. That was really yeah, good. It was good. It was it was good. Really now, Turkish has his own YouTube channel as well. So, Turkish, plug away, mate. Turkish LDN TV. Um, that's my channel name, Turkish LDN on the socials, Twitter and Insta. Yeah, but that's me. Turkish LDN, go and follow. And Harry, um, Chronicles of Aguna going very well, mate. Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. Um, yeah, you can subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna, my Arsenal podcast. Do go and support the lads. Um, go and support everyone who, who appears on here because um, that's what we want to do. We want to support, and we all support the same club. We all want the same thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's 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 go and support them. So until next week, um, thank you very much indeed um, for watching. Everyone, uh, like the video, subscribe, and if you're watching on replay, thanks very much uh, for, for for watching. And if you're new around here, subscribe, like the video retweet it on Twitter and all that lovely stuff. Until next week, up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.